Welcome back, everyone, to the Really Real Real Estate Podcast. In the state of Pennsylvania, a realtor must obtain a salesperson's license in order to help buyers and sellers buy and sell real estate. However, when you obtain your salesperson's license, the only way you can practice is by working under the supervision of a licensed broker, real estate broker. Today, we talk about what it takes to obtain a salesperson's license versus what it takes to obtain a broker's license and why licensed salespeople might consider eventually getting their broker's license. My name is Lou Lombardi. Now, here is your real estate advisor, Jason Wilcox. Good day to you, sir. How are you today? I'm doing good. Doing good. Glad to be back here talking about real estate with you again. I agree because right now it is what? 20 degrees outside getting dark at 4:37 in the afternoon and I agree there's nothing better at this time of year when there's nothing going on outside to sit down and talk real estate it's very exciting exciting stuff <laughs> exciting stuff it uh, is <laughs> so uh yeah um this is an interesting topic because this is like this like what the broker is like the like the next level Right. Yeah. So this is kind of a little bit of a deep dive for anybody who's not inside the real estate business and not necessarily focusing on the the day to day or is involved in the day to day activities of um, of the real estate world. And so, yeah. So today we're talking about the salesperson's license versus a broker's license. And basically, the short version is this. We're going to dive into more detail here in a minute. But a salesperson's license is, for lack of a better phrase, the minimum requirement that you have to have in order to sell real estate, in order to help people buy and sell. And the next level beyond that is a broker's license. Um, in the state of Pennsylvania, brokers are actually the only ones allowed to buy and sell real estate for their clients. What happens is salespeople are allowed to represent the brokers in that transaction. So when a when a when a buyer is buying a house, they're not actually buying it with me. They're buying it with Coal Banker, and I'm actually just representing Coal Banker okay. on their behalf in the transaction. So the broker's license, you're right, is the next step. And so for for lack of a better phrase, the broker are all the big players that you can think of. It's the Coldwell Bankers, Howard Hanna's, Remax's, Berkshire Hathaway's, um, the Realty Ones. Those are your big brokers. And then you have smaller brokers um, like, uh, well, some of the Realty Ones are a little bit smaller, but you might get into something like a um, York Realty or um, Kathy McKenna Realty or States Realty or Pickoff Realty. You know, there's these smaller brokerages um, that operate, at least in our area, and I'm sure in, in other areas as well. So today we're talking about what it takes to obtain a salesperson's license and then what it takes to obtain a sales uh, broker's license. Okay, so we're going to cover uh, both ends of the spectrum here. So um, what are the prerequisites then for just obtaining the basic um, salesperson's, real estate salesperson's license? 
Yeah, so there are four main things. Now, I should clarify and say there might be some little things here and there that I've missed. Uh, We'll get to that in a second. But the four main points are, number one, you need to be of 18 years of age or older, which only makes sense because you have to be of 18 years of age or older to even buy or sell real estate. So it only makes sense (laughs) that if you can't buy and sell, because legally you can't enter into a a contract. I believe that's part of the statute of frauds, if I'm not mistaken, um, where you have to be of 18 years of age to enter into a legally binding contract. So in order to sell, you must be of 18 years of age or older. You must pass 60 hours of prescription coursework. Now that's for the state of Pennsylvania. I should clarify and say that we've done an episode about this in the past. This is in the state of Pennsylvania. It might be a little bit different from some uh, for other states, but it's probably similar in other states. Uh, 60 hours of prescribed coursework. I can't remember exactly what they are, but I think it's like I think 30 hours is like fundamentals and another 30 hours is like application. It's the basics of real estate. And the reason why it's important to know that we're going to cover a little bit more in detail um, with the broker's license. So 60 hours of prescribed coursework, you must pass number three, you must pass uh, the salesperson's exam. Um, There are two versions. Uh, There's the state version and the national version. Um, The national version covers topics of conversation that no matter where you practice in the United States, the concepts are going to be the same. Um, And that's somewhere usually around 75 to 80 questions. Um, And then the state exam is obviously state specific to the state that you're practicing in. You know, I think ours is about 30 to 40 questions. And I believe in the state of Pennsylvania, you have to pass uh, with a 75% on both exams and you have to pass. Like if you pass the national, but you don't pass the state, you have to retest the state and vice versa. If you pass the state, but not the national, you have to retake it until you get both. Um, And then lastly, but not leastly, you must be accepted by a broker, um, which means once you obtain all of this and you get your license, you are not licensed to sell on your own. You're licensed to sell on behalf of a broker. So you have to, um, you have to be accepted uh, under the auspices of a broker, again, like a Cowell Banker, Berkshire Hathaway, Realty One, or any one of the the, the smaller players as well. Um, And then lastly, just like I mentioned a few minutes ago, the one thing I will throw out there is that when you apply for your license, um, there's an application process. Shocker, there's an application fee. There's always an application fee. Even if there's not an application, there's an application fee because why why wouldn't we want to make money? Uh, But there are some other documents and things that may be required. I believe like you need a background check. Um, You might have to provide some additional documentation. Uh, So just be aware of that stuff. But then again, I've also said this. If you cannot pass a background check for your uh, salesperson's license um good luck really trying to get hired anywhere in any profession i mean if you're if you're on some federal terrorist watch list good luck getting hired anywhere just besides real estate (laughs) well of course you would you would uh, you want to take that into consideration although it with the job market the way that it is and people you know it's a lot of things are being overlooked that weren't overlooked two years ago so you know if you you know if you haven't done anything too naughty uh you know you may not you may not want to let that hold you back unless you haven't you know yeah this this is true i mean i mean look you know who hasn't smoked a little bit of weed 
you know, at this point, and lead is becoming wiggle in just about all fifty states. So, <laughs> so, um, so that that that's that's basically. It sounds pretty um, kind of cut and dry. Jason it doesn't sound like too yeah. many hoops. It seems very, you know, it makes like common sense. You you know. You, yeah. you know, you have to, you have, you have to take some, some, you have to take some courses. You got to be able to pass exams and you have to be, you have to, you have to work under a broker. So it looks like boom. Yeah. And, and I'll actually go out on a limb and say, it's actually maybe a little too easy. <laughs> like I'm not going to lie. I actually think that, that, that I'd like to see a little bit more uh, required of, of the licensing process. Cause I know like for appraisers in order to get your appraisal license um, I don't remember all the specific details, but I do know that you have to log, I believe a hundred hours of time under the supervision of another licensed appraiser. So you almost have to do like an apprenticeship of, like a hundred hours and that that alone can take six months to a year to get because you know if you're if you're working with them one or two hours a day you know you figure during a normal five day work week you know you i mean it's i mean it takes some time to get there so i'd I'd even like to see maybe that come into play for realtors and and i know behind closed doors i'm not the only one who feels this way i mean i might be the only one to publicly come out and say it but i know that there's a lot of people and 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 i said that even before i got into the business because once i got into the business i was like wow this this was it this was it this is all i had to do so i would like to see it a little bit not harder just more that needs to be achieved because I feel that the more knowledge you have in this business, the better it's gonna it's it's well, gonna make you as a realtor. It's and a, it's a complicated business. I, I mean, we've been talking about this. We are on episode eighty-eight. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're we're closing in on a hundred, and yes. I mean, we're not done talking about it. Right. <laughs> and we'll never so be done many, talking about it. There's so many things that that uh, that come up and things that you need to know. So it makes sense that you may go like, wow, you could get you could do these things and still kind of be kind of lost yes. when you uh w- w- when you when you jump into. So I guess at that point then it's up to the sort of training or whatever that the broker gives you or yes. the hand holding or the mentoring that they do, correct? Is that that's really how how people be, could go from like I don't know what the hell I'm doing, I just started to like, you know, gaining some savvy in this, I would yeah. imagine. Yeah, exactly. It's absolutely up to the broker to train you on 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 all sides cuz really the salesperson's coursework is more just kind of the basics of real estate, understanding, you know, property rights and the different types of ways you can take title and the different legal entities and you know how to do some basic real estate math little things like that important stuff to know but yeah you're right it doesn't even begin to touch upon all of the contracts you need to know and the addendums that you need to know that you're going to have your client sign Um, it doesn't begin to even dive into how you want to market a home Um, and then as we've talked about on a number of occasions you know at the end of the day Lou when we get hired as realtors, we get hired as independent contractors. We are basically pretty much our our own small business. So then you've got the whole business side of things, how to bookkeep and how to run your profit and loss statements. And then, oh, by the way, (laughs) on top of all that, when you come into the business, you're going up against the John Geislers and the Jim Dolanches and the Bar Bakers and the the different agents um, in our business that do hundreds of transactions a year who've got 
20, 30 plus years of experience in this business. And if you go on a listing appointment up against one of those absolute behemoths who are very good at what they do in this business, and those are just three off the top of my head, there's many more, you know, then you're trying to go up against them, you know, and so there's just, you know, there's a lot to be learned once you get done with your courses and once you actually start in the business. Okay, so that covers the uh, salesperson's prerequisites, uh, requirements, et cetera. What about, what's, what do we need to do in order to get our broker's license? So in order to get your broker's license, uh, first thing is you must be 21 years of age or older. And the reason why you need to be 21 years of age or older is because if you remember, you had to be 18 years of age or older to get your salesperson's license. You need to be 21 or older because you also need at least three years of experience in the real estate business or some type of equivalent. Uh, The most common equivalency would be like, if maybe you spent your time practicing real estate law, they would consider that to be an equivalency. So you gotta be 21 years of age or older. You have to have at least three years of sales experience and not just three years, but you have to have so many sales. Like you can't go, oh yeah, I've been in this business for three years and I've sold four houses. That's, That's not good enough. You have to have more experience than that. Okay, so so 21, I thought the reason you had to be 21 is like, so like, cause you know, you're gonna be doing a lot of drinking. Um, yes. <laughs> cause it's gonna be so stressful. <laughs> Yes, yes. So they're yes. like, like, just don't even start tier 21. <laughs> exactly. hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, because, you know, I don't know about you, Lou, but I definitely did not start drinking until the legal age of 21. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no underage Ob- drinking here. Obey the law, kids. Obey That's the law. Right. That's right. That's right. Or, or pay the consequences. <laughs> you can't see me pointing my finger right now. Pay the consequences. So you gotta get. So you gotta get. So you need that at least that three years between eighteen and twenty one, and you gotta be kicking a little bit of real estate ash. You gotta be actually yes. working yeah. in it in, in, in a in a serious way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to have so many sales under your belt. Um, you have to be at least a high school graduate. Um, or equivalent, like a GED equivalent. I'm shocked that's not a requirement for the salesperson's license. I mean, really, you, you need to have your high school diploma. Oh, you're right. Eh. It's not on there. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I am fully aware. I am fully aware. The first time the first time somebody ever really brought that to my attention, I was like, hmm, that explains a lot. Anyways. Um, well, you have <laughs> so told some stories about people that, you know, for all intents and purposes, probably shouldn't be in the business. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What's, what's that 80, 20 rule? Eight, uh, 20% of people do 80% of the work. And yeah. I think the reverse of that is sometimes I feel like there are days where 80% of the people shouldn't be in this business, but that's, that's another podcast episode for another day. Um, you do have to complete 240 hours of prescribed coursework. So if you remember me mentioning in the salesperson's license, you had to have 60 hours, those 60 hours were just general, you know, practitioner information about the real estate business. The 240 hours of prescribed work in the broker's uh, license is going to be more specific. Um, There are courses that are out there like um, residential financing, new construction, property management, real estate law, advanced real estate law, valuating income producing property. You're going to be taking courses that are more of a deep dive into the individual sectors of our business. And so you might take something like real estate financing and get, you know, 30 hours for that course. And you might take, you know, real estate law and get 45 hours for that course. So there's, 
different courses have different weights, but what, what essentially you're doing, you're deep diving into some of the subtopics that surround um, real estate uh real estate brokerages and real estate sales. In fact, actually, yeah, another one out there is actually called office management, just how to run an office and things that you need to be aware of if you to open an office. Um, and then finally, you have to, just like the salesperson's license, there is a broker's exam that um, you must pass the national and the state portion. Uh, same thing, the national portion is going to be based on topics that no matter where you practice, it's information you need to know. And then the state exam is state specific to what uh, and how things are practiced in uh, in your state. And same thing, I believe in PA, you need to have a 75% to pass. Okay. All right. Yep. And uh, one other thing, like the salesperson's exam, uh, there's application, application fees. There may be additional documents, background check. Again, shouldn't come as a shocker. You had to do it for your salesperson's license. Shouldn't be a shocker, but you have to do it for your broker's license as well. So other than the uh, excitement and glamorous <laughs> lifestyle and the uh, opportunity to meet uh, fabulous people in fabulous places, why would someone get their broker's license? So there's three main reasons why a, a, an agent might decide to get their broker's license. Uh, there may be more, but these are the three main ones. Okay. The first is the obvious, which is when you open, when you get your broker's license, you can go out on your own. You can own your own brokerage. You don't need to then work under the auspices of a Howard Hanna, Realty One, Remax, Berkshire, Cobalt Banker, or any one of the other smaller agencies that are out there. Because again, remember, when sellers list their home, they list it with the broker, and then the salesperson works on behalf of the broker. Gotcha. So if you are the broker, then you can go out on your own and you can have your own brokerage. And that's where you get, again, like I mentioned before, that's where you get the Kathy McKenna Realty, York Realty, PPM Realty. Um, I think Realty Connect was a new one that just opened. These are small brokerages that are run by you know individual people and they may have a small sales team with them, maybe five, eight, 10, 15, 20 people, not real big, but there are there are local people that own, you know, one. In fact, actually some some of the brokerages are like maybe, you know, two or three people in the office and that's it. It's it's the broker and then, you know, maybe a, a one or two agents and then a couple of unlicensed like admin assistants. Um so they range in, in size. But that would be the number one reason is to open your own brokerage. Uh, the second reason is, for the obvious, more money. Um, when you become a broker, you can go out on your own. So what you'll find is if you work for the Coldwell Bankers, Howard Hanna's, Berkshire's, Realty Ones, they don't want to lose you because, A, they don't want to lose the business B, they don't want to lose the market share because they realize that not only it, you leaving means they lose business, you also then become the competition. Right. So they don't want to leave you. And every brokerage is different, but every brokerage you're on a split. And you know, traditionally in this business, the more you sell, the higher of a split you get. That's kind of basic business common sense. So one of the reasons you might get it is to get more money because a broker is willing to pay you more to stay with them so you don't go out and become competition. Ah. And finally, finally, there's 
one or two nerds in this business. I am absolutely one of those nerds. And I say this proudly. Okay. Um, the reason, the reason you might get it is more education. Um, I'm, I'm a firm believer. Everyone knows that before I got into real estate, I had a, um, a, a background in music education. I taught music education in, in a several different school settings. And I'm just a firm believer of there's, there's no coincidence about it. If you look at the top players in our game. If you look at the top 10 or the top 25 agents in the Pittsburgh market, one, very few of them don't have at least, I would say five, but most of them probably have 10 to 15 to 20 years experience in this business. They are not only experienced agents, they are very educated agents. They know their stuff. They've been around the block. They've taken continuing ed. They've taken additional education courses. Um, and you'll find with a lot of those top 5, 10, 25 agents in the area, they may have their broker's license, even if they are affiliated with um a larger brokerage. So they might be affiliated with the Keller Williams or the Cobalt Bankers, the Howard Hammonds or whatever, uh, because that education makes them smarter. It makes them just be able to service their customer a lot better. It's able to give their customer a smoother, more seamless transaction. Those customers are happier. They want to refer business uh, to that agent that has done well by them and done good by them. Um, so you'll find that more education is, is a great thing. And that's any business. I mean, Lou, I don't know about you, but if I'm going to have open heart surgery, um, if I've had, I mean, yeah, I want a surgeon that's got experience, but I'd also like to have a surgeon that's a little on the educated side and Keep, I'm not going to latest techniques exactly exactly and what's going on and just i want that person to be educated so why shouldn't we hold the same standards for for our realtors so yeah those are those are the three main uh reasons why one would want to get their broker's license okay um so how important is it i mean did should you ask you know your uh your real estate uh your realtor if they have their broker's license. Should you really should peep should the just the person off the street is looking to buy or sell or buy or sell a home? It's how concerned with that should they be? Um, it's not necessarily something you should be overly concerned about. Let me be very clear. There are many, many capable agents out there um, who don't have a broker's license, who have been doing this for 20, 30 years, who are very, very experienced with what they do, um, and they don't have a broker's license. So you shouldn't be overly concerned about it. But if you're interviewing several agents, and this is whether you're on the buyer side or the seller side, if you're interviewing agents, if you're looking at wanting to kind of, you know, pre-qualify what they look like, one of the questions you might want to throw in there is do they have their broker's license? Because if nothing else, to me personally, if someone has their broker's license, it just tells me that, yeah, they're serious about the business and wanting to make money and wanting to be successful, but there's something to be said for someone that wants to take that additional step to not just make more money, but to be more knowledgeable and to be more educated and to be a better advocate for their clients, because okay. that's what it comes down to. If you're more educated in this business, it just shows that you want to be a better advocate for your client. And to me, that speaks volumes in terms of not just wanting to get the sale done so you can get paid, but to make sure that you are giving your client the best 
experience possible. And so that's just my personal opinion. Again, not a deal breaker. Uh, I've worked with many, many agents who are very, very capable and very, very qualified that don't have their broker's license. Uh, but it might be worth asking because if, you, if you're down to two agents and all else is equal and you like both agents, but one has their broker's license and one doesn't, maybe that ends up being the tipping point. Okay. Good stuff to think about. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? Yeah. So my final thought is this. If you go back up to the prerequisites uh, for obtaining your broker's license, you'll notice these couple of things. You must be 21 years of age or older. Well, as of July 7th, I had turned 34 years old. Um, must be a high school graduate or equivalent. I'm proud to say that I am a 2006 graduate of South Fayette High School. Uh three years sales experience or equivalent. Um, I have been in this business um, since uh, August of 2016. So I believe I'm coming up on just a little over five years. I've been in this business. I've done hundreds of transactions between the uh, sales side, buying and selling, as well as uh, the rental and the leasing side. Um, completing 240 hours of prescribed coursework. As of April of this year, I had taken my final uh, broker's course, which was uh, advanced real estate law, which was a very fascinating uh, class. And I'm being very serious about that. I'm not being snarky at all. I really enjoyed that class. And then passing the broker's exam as of Disclaimer, even though this episode is not dropping for another month, we're recording this on December the 15th. Um, as of a week and a half ago, as of uh, Monday, December 6th, I had officially passed my uh, national and my state broker's exam. And so I have currently met all the requirements uh, for a broker's license. And I am just waiting for uh, the state who I love dearly, but moves at the speed of my dead grandmother uh, to officially um officially uh, accept all of my credentials. And I'm in the process of uh, waiting from the state for my uh, broker's license. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So it's. I couldn't find uh, applause quickly. So I, I use this sound instead. It's a magical, <laughs> enchanting sound. I like it. I love it. I love it. But yeah, so I, uh, like I said, I'm not, I, I, I think technically I'm like in holding right now because they've not issued the license, but I've met all the prerequisites and now I'm just going through the paperwork. I've turned everything in, just waiting for them. So hopefully if all goes well, maybe by the time this episode drops uh, and airs in, on January 14th, which is uh, just one day shy of a month, hopefully I'll have that in hand. But uh, yeah, I got my broker's license and uh, something I'm very, very proud of. Um, a lot of people to thank, uh, you know, helping me get there. A lot of people encouraging me along the way, least of which uh, was my wife who supported me. A lot of late nights taking classes. Um, I, I basically locked myself in a basement for a week and a half while I was studying for the exam. And she had to put up with my crankiness and irritability because I was worried about <laughs> passing the exam and uh she was just wonderful and supportive and so many other people but uh yeah really really excited i have it and uh glad to be able to add that to my uh to my resume uh when it comes to helping out future buyers sellers and investors okay excellent congratulations jason thank you and just as another reason for you mr or mrs listener to hire Jason as your real estate advisor. Not only is he, is he a fantastic uh, real estate advisor, uh, you know, with his with an awesome podcast, uh, 
He has now passed all the courses and all the requirements for uh, being a real estate broker. So now he has his broker's license. So this is just one more reason to uh, consider working with Jason. Um, You can reach out to Jason on his cell phone. You can call or text at 412-651-4638. You're also welcome to email Jason at jason.wilcox at pittsburghmoves.com. Jason is ready and waiting. He wants to help you with whatever you're doing, your next buy, your next sell, whatever you think it is you're doing for the plethora of reasons that we've been discussing over the uh, past 88 episodes. He's here to help you out. He's in it for the long game. So get a hold of him right away. All right, guys, you've been listening to the Really Real Real Estate Podcast. As always, it's been fun and informative and we'll catch you guys all on the next show. Have a great one.